Hello and welcome to the Eden Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Ansel, and this is the second episode of the Eden Podcast. Thanks for joining me. If this is your first time listening, then welcome, and if it's your second time, I appreciate the support and thanks for coming back. You know, on this podcast, I like to talk about electric music, I like to talk about new music releases, I like to talk about topics and opinions I have on stuff regarding the electric music scene, and yeah, let's get right into it. I've got a good show for you guys today, and uh, I want to start off talking about some new music releases that happened this week. The first one I want to talk about is Getter's Ham Sandwich. This, wow, this is great. Getter, what the heck, dude? Getter's music has been really hard to define lately, and I just, I don't think that's a bad thing, you know? I think he's kind of starting to make music that he really wants to make, and you can tell he's starting to feel passionate about it again. I think for a while there, he was kind of just falling into the motions and just kind of doing it for the check rather than doing it for the love of the music. And the last time I saw him live, you could tell his just heart wasn't all the way into it. But I think with his new his new tour coming out, this new album he did last year, um, Ham Sandwich Now, I think this is going to be great. Also, this song means a lot to me because I saw him play it live in Sacramento, and it's just, just really fun. Also, the album artwork is sweet. It looks like some, like some deli meat and it's like got an eyeball so some sort of weird little ham sandwich monster i don't know but i do excuse me i do love this track the next release i'd like to talk about is barely alive's new ep i'm not sure if this exactly came out this week but i had just heard about it and so the ep is called lost in time and i mean it's great barely alive is one of my favorite dubstep producers right now and just everything he's been putting out is insane uh, a highlighted track off that EP for me would be Be Mine. It's just super ravey and bouncy and fun, but also has that like heavy dubstep undertone, so it's great. Go check that out. Another track that came out on Friday this week is Zomboy's Born to Survive. I mean, this is just an absolute banger, but what would you expect by Zomboy, you know? Also, in the last 20 seconds, you can hear a little hint of Lone Wolf in the background, so... I, um, I played those songs back-to-back, and it, it wasn't bad, but I think these two could be mixed well together. So, somebody do that. Another another thing that came out this week was Nightmare, Little John, and Shaq? Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard me correct. Shaq is in Shaquille O'Neal is on a Nightmare song. Little John, that's not too surprising. That's just what Little John's been up to these days, and I'm not mad at it. It's cool. But I think a lot of people would be, um, sorry about that, guys. Jake had a lot to say about uh, Shaq and DJ Diesel, too. I don't think he's a big fan. Oof. But anyway, what I was trying to say is I think a lot of people are torn about DJ Diesel. And I, my opinion is, I'm down. DJ Diesel, that's sick, man. I, um, <clears throat> Shaq's a goofy dude. And it's a little bit goofy that he's been doing this. But what makes me on board with DJ Diesel is the fact that I was I was checking out his Instagram the other day, and I was watching a video of him playing a set at Lost Lands, and he's throwing down like some excision and some slander, and it's like, what makes me on board is thinking of that big goofy dude sitting in his hotel or his trailer or whatever it is going, oh yeah, I think I'm going to play this excision song, and then after that I'll probably mix in with some slander, and then the nightmare after that. Just the thought that he's actually listening to this kind of music is just, it makes me happy, you know? It's kind of goofy, but Shaq's kind of goofy, you know? It's whatever, man. I'm on board. DJ Diesel's cool. The final new release that I want to talk about is Son Holo's new song, Lead Me Back. Wow. 
what can I say other than wow? This song is amazing. So much emotion. I know he's been like sitting on this one for a while, and I'm glad he's finally released it. This song is great. You know, I I love Son Holo. I love Bitbird. I am on full support of what they're doing over there. I think they're really changing the game and pushing the boundaries for everyone. This is great. I got a little preview of this song, and I know what you're thinking. Sam, how did you get a little preview? What makes you so special? Well, I mean, truth is, I just commented on his Instagram picture, and he said if you'd comment and tagged a friend, he would send you a little preview, and I did that, and he sent me a little preview. I, um, I still think it's cool. It's a cool way to make you feel special. It's a cool way to kind of promote your song. I was happy with it. I was, fine. I was stoked when it finally came out. Some other good news that comes with the release of this song is Goldine Finch 3 is on its way. Yes, that's right. Goldine Finch 3. I'm probably saying that wrong. Goldine, Goldan, I'm not sure. It's spelled G-O-U-L-D-I-A-N. So interpret it how you want. I've always said Goldine Finch 3. But this is this is exciting news. The second this Goldine Finch 2 was just amazing, and I still listen to it regularly. So I'm just excited and I can't wait to see what they're gonna put out with Goldine Finch 3. This is great. That's gonna wrap it up for all of our new music releases this week. And yeah, I hope you've I hope you guys have heard some of that. If you haven't heard it, go and check it out. There's a lot of good stuff that's coming out right now, so keep an eye out. Okay, so now that we've gotten through the news, let's get into our first segment, taking videos at shows. You know, for a long time, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I would always do it. I would enjoy doing it. The only issue I had was maybe I should be living this moment a little more than just trying to capture it on video so I could show people later. Um, yeah, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it for a long time other than that. Then I had a friend tell me his opinion on taking videos at shows, and his opinion is... Nobody wants to watch it. Do you even want to watch it later? Um, I think this is a fair point. I don't totally agree with it, but I also don't think it's wrong. I think I think it's pretty fair to say that not everybody's going to be super into checking out your videos from your concert this past weekend, you know? Only, like, your close friends or people that are really into the music are probably going to be into it. Other than that, you know, it's kind of... Nobody really cares that much, and I think that's a fair point. But what I do is I take videos at shows, and I take them for me. I enjoy watching them later. It brings me joy. It's fun to go through old videos and old concerts and kind of relive it, remember what it was like to be there. You know, you take a video, and you're like, oh, that's right, he did this song mixed into this song, or oh, wow, this was unreleased at the time, but now it's not. I think it's fun. I love to look back at my videos. It brings me joy. It's just a little bit of nostalgia, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, another thing I have to bring up if we're going to be talking about taking videos at shows is Snapchat. You know, it's hard to remember a time when Snapchat wasn't there, but I, I've been around longer than Snapchat. I know most of us have. Um, in the beginning, I do remember going to a few shows where Snapchat wasn't a thing, but for most of my concert attending years, Snapchat was a big thing. You know, it's hard, to, it's hard to remember, but even in the beginning, the idea of the Snapchat story seemed super weird to us. We were just sending it was just pictures and videos to our friends back and forth. And then the story came out, and then we all got used to it, and then we loved it. And then it happened. The four-minute-long Snapchat stories of people's concert they attended the night before. Nobody cares. 
Nobody wants to see this. I don't want to click through a million videos just so I can get on to the next person's story. I think it's cool you went to a show, and I like to see four, maybe five videos. That's cool. Give me some highlights, man. That's sweet. But when you're recording the whole damn show, the whole damn show, and that horizontal, shitty sound quality videos just fucking chugging, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Ross Bolin from the Ross Bolin podcast shouts, his rule is one to let them know. I don't think that's wrong. I do it a little differently. I do one per artist. So if there's an opener, a middle, and then a headliner, I'll do one from each person, put it on my story, shouts and give them credit, and then everyone knows I was there. This is who I saw. This is what I experienced. Don't be the guy that's posting two-minute-long Snapchat videos. Just no one cares. But shout-out to the people that do. Shout-out to the people that do watch your two-minute-long videos. That's Those are your friends right there. Those are your ride-or-dies. That's sweet. You know, even though there are a lot of wrong moves you can make with Snapchat, there are some great things that have come from it. One great thing that came from Snapchat is now Instagram stories. I don't really do Snapchat stories too often anymore. I'm more on the Instagram side now. I've converted. I'm on the dark side, whatever. One thing I do like about the Instagram stories is you can just tag the artist in the story right there. It sends them a little message saying that you tagged them in it, and I think that's sweet. What I think is even, even cooler that has come from that is artists can repost your story on their story. You know, it's not a big deal for them to do it. It's just a little thing, but it makes you feel so special. It's happened to me a handful of times, and every time I do it, I'll see Son Holo mentioned you in their store, and it's what? No way! Oh my God, that's so cool! I'm pra- me and him. We're practically best friends now. This is awesome. I think that's a fun way to make you feel connected to the artist, to make you feel special. They don't have to go too far out of their way to do it, and I, I just think it's a win-win all around. So with all that being said, I do think there's nothing wrong with taking videos at shows. Don't be the guy that's just recording the whole thing. Don't be the guy that's putting it all in your Snapchat story. But, you know, if you want to do it a little bit, that's cool, man. I'm on board with that. I do it a little bit. It's all good. So with that being said, let's get into our next topic. And our next topic is Top Albums of 2018. I know I'm a little late to the party here, considering it's almost March, but hey, better late than never, okay? So I picked out eight albums that I want to talk about today, and let's let's go through them. The first album is, um, you know, these also, before I get into it, these aren't in any order. Number one's not my favorite. Number eight's not my least favorite. It's It would be too hard to rank them. So these are just all my favorite albums of 2018 in no particular order. So let's get into it. First album I've picked out is What's So Not, Not All the Beautiful Things. You know, when I first heard this, it was a little later than its release date. I've always loved What's So Not, but he always he wasn't always super heavy on my radar. When his Diplo and Friends set came out, I listened to it and I loved it. I screenshotted all the parts I like, like I do with all mixes, so I could later look up the tracks. When looking up the tracks later, I noticed that Almost all the songs I'd like had come off his newest album, not all the not all the beautiful things. So I listened to it. I listened to it a little bit before, you know. I had heard um, "Be Okay" again, loved it. Didn't really realize there was a whole album attached to it. So I listened to it again. Wow, 
this was amazing, you know? It's it's hard to say, but this might be one of the perfect albums to come out of 18. It's hard to throw that word around, but this it really is start to finish just an amazing album. It gets better and better. There isn't one song that's like, eh, you know, I'm not really feeling this that much. They're all great. If I had to pick two songs to, to kind of highlight off of that album, the first one I would highlight is Stuck in Orbit. This song is just just amazing. It's, I don't, listen to it. If you haven't listened to it, go right now. Pause the podcast, switch over, listen to Stuck in Orbit by What's So Not. By the kind of second drop, oh my god, I don't, drop's not the right word, but by the second time, I'm not going to sing it for you guys as badly as I want to. Just go listen to it. You'll know what I'm talking about. This song is awesome. Another song I would highlight off the Not All the Beautiful Things is Us. This is the last song on the album. It kind of took me a while to get there because, you know, sometimes it's... You listen to the album all the way through, and by the time you get to the end, you're kind of ready to listen to something else. You've got something else stuck in your head, so you're not fully invested anymore. But... When that finally got to me, when the f- song finally got to me, I it's just it's just a beautiful song. I I don't know what else I could say about it. It's beautiful. It's relaxing, it's great. It's just emotions, so much emotions. The next album I want to talk about is RL Grimes Nova. This song sorry, this album meant a lot to me because I've waited for it for a long time. I'd been enjoying his singles that he'd released from it and He hadn't put out the album yet, but he went on tour. So when I saw he was going on tour, I was I was down, I was there. You know, my mom actually came to this show with me because a year before that, I had gone and seen the Dead and Company with her, and uh, I wanted to take her to one of my shows so she could kind of see what it was all about. She get to experience it, get to get to see what I like to do. I'd showed her plenty of videos and stuff, but you all know the videos don't do it justice. You you don't know what it's truly like to be there until you're actually there. So I was excited for the excited for the tour. It was great. He played a bunch of unreleased music, so that made me just even more excited for the album. The album finally came out, and it was great to start to finish. In the beginning, I was a little disappointed there weren't more solo tracks by R.L. Grime. There was a lot of features on there, but the more I listened to it, the less that bothered me. You know, a lot of the a lot of the uh, songs with features on it are great, and some of my favorites. If I had to highlight two songs off of it, which it's really hard to do, it's hard to highlight two songs off of any of these because they're great albums, not great songs. But the two that I would probably have to highlight are Shrine, the second song off the off Nova, and then the other one I would have to highlight is I Want to Know. You know, and that would include the Run for Your Life interlude that plays right before I Want to Know. You know, that transition from run for your life right into I want to know that little piano that starts out right and I want to know it's just oh there's just so much passion behind the songs it's great I I love them the next album I'm going to talk about is Son Holo's album one I mean what else can I say you guys know I love Son Holo everything he puts out is amazing to me this album it, it was different than what he's been doing you know it was heavily guitar heavily guitar influenced and it was just awesome you know i i really liked the album start to finish from when i first heard it but when i really truly started to fall in love with the album was after i saw it live there were a few songs on there like uh 
Love Whip that I liked, but I didn't fully appreciate it until I saw it live. I saw the words go up on the screen. I saw the true, deeper emotion and meaning behind the song. It was, you know, this album is just amazing. You know, it's it's hard. When he, when he came out, I haven't seen a lot of people do this, but when Son Holo came out to this album, he played the first two tracks off of the album. He opened up with Everything Matters, When It Comes to You, and Lift Me From The Ground. I've never seen artists do this, and I've always wanted to see them do this. That's great. This is kind of what you're expecting, and I, that's not a bad thing. They're great songs. They flow great together. There's a reason they're number one and number two on the album. So hell yeah, I'm going to be pumped when you play those right off the bat. If I had to highlight two songs from this album, and again, this is it's hard to highlight these songs, but I'm going to pick Everything Matters when it comes to you. Just, oh. God damn, the guitar, ugh, god damn. Anyway, the second song I'll have to highlight is Surface. The words in it, it's just, it's a nice way to kind of wrap up the album. I know there's one more song after it, but it's just, it's just great. This album is amazing. You know, the next album I want to talk about is not an EDM album. And you know, there's, there was a handful of albums that made the list that weren't EDM. It's not always all about EDM. Yes, that's mostly what I like to listen to, but I'm not a one-minded fool. I like to listen to all types of music. So this next album I want to talk about is Joji's Ballads 1. Yes, that's right, Joji. Not Filthy Frank, Joji. You know, I always loved Filthy Frank. His YouTube videos were great. They were hilarious, but I was a little, I was honestly, I was a little sad when he was like, no, no more Filthy Frank. I'm going to be just Joji. But after I heard some of the songs, I'm, I'm not sad anymore. I'm excited about it. This album is great. R&B and soul, just so much emotion. I love his voice. I love the production on the album. It's just great. It's cool to see him working on something different than Filthy Frank and, frankly, killing it. I also didn't mean to mean make that frankly pun. That just kind of worked out together. Anyway, if I had to highlight two album, or two songs off the album, excuse me, the first one I would do is Slow Dancing in the Dark. Just no surprise there. Beautiful song. And then the second one, yeah, right. The video's great. The, the song, it's just, I don't know. It's hard. I'm having a hard time just putting it all into words because I just want to say each song is great. Each song is special. There's nothing. You just need to go and listen to them. You know? I can only give as well enough description. I'm just saying, these are the ones that you need to be listening to right now. And if you haven't heard these songs, go out there, change that, hear these songs. The next album I want to talk about is it's another non-EDM album. This album is Mac Miller's Swimming. And um, first off, I just got to say, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Thank you for everything you did. Thank you for all the music you put out. You've been a huge influence in my life, and I was just just heartbroken to hear what happened. But rest in peace, Mac Miller. Swimming, this album is great. And no, it didn't just make the list because he passed last year. It made the list because this is an amazing album. You know, the one he put out before this, The Divine Feminine, it, w- it wasn't bad. There was good songs. I enjoyed it, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't quite Mac Miller to me. Then he put out Swimming this past year, and 
the more I listened to it, the more I fell in love with it. You know, it just seemed to be music he was really passionate about making. He was getting back to his roots. He was changing the game. He was going on. He was about to go on tour with Thundercat right before he passed, which is just insane to see those two working together. Mac Miller had just such a unique and different look at music, and it was just cool. It was really cool to see what he was putting out, and I just. You know, I'm sad I'm not going to get to hear any more of it, but what a way to go out, man. Swimming, an awesome album, start to finish. You know, if I had to highlight two songs from it, the the first one would be Ladders, you know, just a groovy, nice, feel-good song. And then the second one is Small Worlds. You know, a, a big influence behind that second choice was uh, John Mayer's cover of it when they did Mac Miller's little Celebration of Life. If you haven't seen that, go watch it on YouTube. Just type in John Mayer's Small World. You should find it pretty easily. I mean, the original is great, too. Listen to both of those. They're just... It's a great song. Great album start to finish. Again, that's another one of those albums that's like arguably perfect start to finish. And I'm just... Thank you, Mac Miller, for everything you did. I hope you're resting easy up there, bud. The next album is the last non-EDM album to make the list, and this album is Puya's 5-5. Man, I love Puya. I've been a fan since day one. Ever since my friend Barry showed me Get Buck, I've been on board. He's This guy spits fire. You know, it's just, it's a dope album all the way through. I saw it live. He performed each song all the way through. He wasn't rapping over himself. It was... It was great. I'm a huge Puya fan. He always goes hard. He's going to continue to go hard. His first album in 2019 has been sweet. It's um, it's great. If you haven't heard Puya before and you like rap, definitely don't miss out. The two songs I would have to highlight are Aftershock, of course. I love just, me and all my friends can just rap it start to finish perfectly. I love Aftershock. Song's great. And then the second one, if I had to pick a second one, is One Time. The song goes in, man. The song is sweet. Please, go check out both of these songs. Okay, now let's get back into a little more EDM. The second to last album that made the list is Excision's Apex. Oh, you like Apex too, Jake? Yeah, me too. But anyway, this song is great. You know, you always kind of know what you're getting with Excision, and that's some hardcore, headbanging, filthy dubstep. And fuck yes, dude. Apex does not disappoint. If I had to highlight two songs off of it, which is hard to do, this is another one of those albums that just just goes in hard, start to finish, you know? But if I had to pick probably one-on-one but with Space Laces, you know, just two heavy hitters, and then the other one I'd have to pick was probably Fight Through the Pain with Sullivan King. Man, I love Sully. I'm fully on board. This song is hard. You, you know, it never ceases to just fucking get you right in the mood. Okay, so I know I said they weren't in order, and they're not. But this last album I'm going to talk about is probably my favorite album to come out of eight. 2018. It was the one I was looking forward to the most. It was the one I got most excited about. And it's just, I think it's my favorite album. You know, he, we've already talked about him today, but Getter. Getter's Visceral is the last album I'm going to go over. This thing is great. I waited for this for so long. I knew he was working on it. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy to give him his time. Please perfect it before you give it to us. Take your time and give us the quality album. I heard All Is Lost 
a long time before the album came out. He played it live when I saw him down in LA. And I have a video of it. I would watch that video over and over and over again. That song has gotten me through some hard times. There's just so much feeling and emotion through it. You know, when he played it live, he said, I wrote this when I was in a bad place, but I'm over that shit now. And just like, just remembering him say that and then listening to that song, it just, it never fails to pick me up and make me feel a little better. That second drop is just amazing. It's incredible. I remember when this album came out, I knew... He had said it's coming out this day, and I was looking forward to it. I was actually down in San Jose. I would left work and drove down there to see Virtual Self live. And then, um, so I, I was enjoying Virtual Self. It was great, but I was just looking forward to listening to Visceral. I had been, I'd been waiting for it for so long. I left, I left uh, Virtual Self, and I had an hour drive to San Francisco where I was staying, and I just put on that album, and I listened to it start to finish, and just like it, it made me laugh. It almost made me cry. Just it's, it's just an amazing, passionate album. It's I'm just so excited for Getter these days. He's doing what he wants to do. You know, he's he's making great music, and I appreciate it. If I had to pick two al- two songs off the album, you know, it's really hard to do. But probably all is lost. Nothing nowhere. I shouldn't say that's hard to do. That's my probably my favorite song from 2018. That song is great. And then the second one, which is hard to pick, was maybe maybe on my way out with Joji. I don't know. You know, it's just a lot of great, a lot of great songs on that one. That one's again arguably arguably perfect album, start to finish. If you haven't listened to any Getter, please do. I'm a huge Getter fanatic. I'm going to be seeing him next weekend, March 2nd, at Cargo. So, yeah, man, I just, I don't know what else to say. I love Getter. I love this album. It's, it's perfect. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up the top albums of 2018. Thank you for sticking with me through that. I'm going to go over them one more time, just so if you're trying to write them down, this might be a good chance to do it. So, first album, What's So Not, Not All the Beautiful Things. Second album, R.L. Grime, Nova. Third album, San Holo, Album One. Fourth album, Getter, Visceral. Fifth album, Joji, Ballots One. Sixth album, Puya, Five Five. Seventh album, Mac Miller, Swimming. Eighth album, Excision Apex. Everybody, please go out and listen to those. And uh, let me know what you think. Send me a message on Instagram. Send me a message on Twitter. Uh, On both platforms, you can find me at Eden underscore pod. That's spelled E-D-N underscore P-O-D. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Twitter. Send me a message. Let me know. Do you agree with me on my album choices do you disagree do you think an album should have not made the list do you think an album should have made the list what was your favorite song of 2018 please any feedback is always appreciated thanks for listening to the podcast everybody i really appreciate all and any sort of support i can get i know it's kind of a struggle right now but i'm i'm working on it you guys you know each episode is just going to get better and better so please just send me any sort of feedback any suggestions i i do appreciate it all So, yeah, thanks for joining me today, and I hope you guys are having a great day. 
I hope I've uh, shared a little new music with you. I hope I've opened up your mind a little bit. And uh, yeah, please go out there, listen to some new music, tell some people about the podcast, and just, just, just live your life, guys. Thanks for listening. I'll see you again next week.